Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sport of Kings podcast. On this pod, we discuss the late pick five at Keeneland on Friday, November 4th, 2022, Breeders' Cup Friday. This is show number 198, November 3rd, 2022. I'm Scott Carson, founder of Sport of Kings, and I'm joined by my co-host, Hall of Fame handicapper, Chris Larmy. Chris, are you in Lexington right now? I am. Um... I traveled in yesterday, had some travel hiccups, didn't get in till very late. So um, I got to bed at like 2.30 a.m. I was going to go to the track this morning, but I just couldn't do it. So got a little sleep. Um, did catch a little cold earlier this week, too. So not the greatest start, but I'm uh, really looking forward to the next few days and to talking about Breeders' Cup with you and our guests. Sport of Kings Pod is brought to you by Horse Racing Nation and its first-timer power ratings report, which ranks every debut runner in North America, provides an edge because the top-ranked horses outperform both their off-odds and their morning line. Get the first-timer power ratings report at picks.horseracingnation.com. Support the Sport of Kings podcast by contributing to our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash sportofkings and donate as little as $3 per month. That's patreon.com slash sportofkings. Thank you for your support. And we have a special returning guest. He's a professional horse player and the 2016 NHC champion. He gave out a bunch of big winners with us at last year's Breeders' Cup. He's also a member of the Horse Players Hall of Fame. He's Paul Matisse. Paul, welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, um, uh, despite you being sleep-deprived, as we found out because you had to spend so much time preparing for this podcast, um, how do you feel today? Well, like you say, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm running on fumes. It's like I was telling you, it's like uh, like you're in college again to studying for an exam all night. I learned the whole, a whole semester in European racing in 2022 last night. <laughs> well, uh, um, so I'm going to ask you a question. I don't know if you'll be able to answer because you are, you know, you, you, you've, you've only had, you've had such a short amount of time to prepare. But um, last year, one of the themes that you spoke about was Japanese horses and you, you thought that they, they could deliver what would you say at least one theme is this year that uh, that you can think of? Yeah, I, the main theme that I that I think that I can say is that I think the three-year-olds have done extremely well as they've gone to older races this year. And I, even though while I was handicapping, I, I lose sight of that, but I, I've, I've tried to keep that you know strong in my mind through all the handicapping on uh, the Breeders' Cup. Uh, almost at every level uh, uh, on the long races, the, the short races, the turf races, even Annapolis won the mile where I didn't think he had any chance at Keeneland. The Phillies have done good. The turf horses have done good. So I think the, the three-year-olds have, uh, have performed well. And I think we're going to see that some of that go, going along in the, the next two days. Yeah, they do seem to be somewhat equal. Uh, modern games winning the Woodbine Mile. Yeah, there's another one. Yep. Chris, did you have any questions for Paul? Uh, no, I think uh, we've got a lot of races to cover today, so um, I think let's just get started. And I might have some questions for him along the way. 
Okay, let's do it. It's the late pick five from Keeneland, but it, it's comprised of five Breeders' Cup races. The first one is the sixth race. It's the Juvenile Turf Sprint, five and a half furlongs on the turf, purse of $1 million for two-year-olds. Paul, where'd you land here? Well, this race is a race that historically I, I haven't had much interest in, but the more I, look, I looked at this race, the more I liked it. And, uh, and it surprised me, but, uh, the thing that, that struck me is, as you move through this race is there, there is lots of speed and I, I don't see how there's any way that this isn't going to be a fast pace the way that with the, the two fastest horses probably be on the outside, maybe three, if you, if you count the uh, Prairie Meadows horse, which I don't know. Um, and if the, if that other, uh, if the horse ever got in off the AEs, the first also eligible, it'd be, it would even throw more chaos uh, in it. So I, I just think there's no way this race stays together. Two-year-olds in a hot pace. And there's a couple possibilities. You can make the argument maybe that Love Reigns would, would rate with Irad from the rail. But I, the more I looked at Private Creed, the, the more I liked him. And I think he is the... He is the best closer in the race, and I'm convinced of that. I watched his replays. He's he's learning he's learning to rate more and more every time he runs. He's not that he's not as fast as some of these other horses that, from the gate anyway, so it won't matter. But uh, you have a jockey that's that's up his that's his wheelhouse anyway to rate in these uh, turf sprints. So I just know he's going to be that's the way he's going to be ridden, and that's the way he's going to run and. I was trying to figure out why nobody was picking him <laughs> when I was looking through it because he just started looking better and better to me. And it came to my attention that I have his last race way faster than everybody else. And uh, I'm kind of surprised that, that nobody has that figure. I, I'm actually a little interested, Scott, if you've got the ragazins to see what, what, what they have, cause I haven't seen those, but um he comes out of a race that was the day after um, Golden Pal ran five and a half furlongs, and he ran four four fifths of a second slower than Golden Pal, which you know would would be about a little over ten points on the buyer scale, and yet somehow they have a thirty point discrepancy between the two races, which. Um, I guess that can happen when if you're splitting sprints and routes for for uh turf races and you don't have a lot of data, but that's not the way I, I, I see it. I think that uh he's fast enough and he's gonna get a good setup and it appears that he's gonna be a good price. Well, uh I, I don't have the risings, I have the thoroughgraph, but they have him as about the fastest and they do. Um, yeah, about the fastest, but not significantly faster than uh, others like um, uh, the Platinum Right, Queen. he's just in the game, right? He's equal. Yeah, he he's equal, and uh, yeah. you know he's he's I mean he's right up there. He he's, he's right. as fast. Yeah. But but like there's there's like five horses that are about as fast. So, gotcha. Um, um, so Private Creed is twelve to one morning line. He's seven to one on Sport of Kings with um, 142 picks in. That's in our finals contest. I think he's going to go off at six to one, maybe even five to one, because people are just going to land on him. You know, they they may not be landing on him yet, but they will. So, um, but he uh, he does figure to be you know at least five six to one. So um, in that way, uh, he he he's going to be a good price. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, I think. Paul listened to our PC preview because he pretty much said exactly what I said about this race. Um, I didn't actually. Team, yeah. so he, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. But I said exactly that almost everything word for word that you said about the race in general and private creed specifically. So nothing's changed my opinion. I disagree with Scott. The horse is not going to be five to one. Um, not with, Platinum Queen and the Wesley horse and this big field. So I think you will get at least eight to one on that horse. And 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 plus the buyer's figure is low and people most people use that. That's the most used figure. So um I'm pretty optimistic about the price. Um when we did the preview pod, I did not know Oxymore would be in this race. Um it was first preference in the 
the longer race. So I didn't really consider that one, but um, even though it was second preference, they decided to go here. And I think that was a good choice. Um, uh, this horse does have speed, but it actually routed last time and sat off the speed. So I think they, they'll be able to rate this horse some. Um, it won't be up there in that speed brigade gate at the front. It might be the one horse that's kind of um, not coming from far back, but gets first run on all the tiring front runners. So that's the other one that I liked besides Private Creed is Oxymore. Um, I got a few comments on others, but I'll turn it over to Scott. But for me, you know, Private Creed, he's my main horse. Oxymore, I like quite a bit too. I like the cutback. I like the fact that it showed it doesn't have to be on the lead going long. And now cutting back, it will probably be a little farther off. So I think those two could get the trips in a race that really is chock full of speed. Okay, well, um, we're 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 all aligned. I'm also on Private Creed. I was earlier in the week. He bumped a horse in his last. Uh, he was more of the aggressor, so you know, so it didn't affect him as much. But you know, he did at least he had a little trouble, and then he had a perfect trip. I thought he looked good. There was no negative. Um, the only thing is he breaks from post three today, and there's a possibility that he could get some traffic with a uh, twelve horse field. Um, however, it's just, it's hard not to play this horse and, you know, it's basically the, it's the right style and, and, the, and, and about the fastest. I also like Oxymore. Uh, I did look up some stats for Chad Brown. He's not known for turf sprinters. He only hits at 16% in turf sprint stakes with a 149 ROI and his best win is a grade three, but the numbers say the horse is good. Uh, he's fast enough and. He is cutting back, you know, going two turns. You can just toss that race because <clears throat> he went two turns for the first time. And uh, horses are always going to improve off of that. Uh, <clears throat> so so th those are the two that I'm pretty keen on. But I also think that Love Reigns, I, I think she's got speed, but she was able to uh, she was able to like let a, a horse go ahead of her in her last race. She's got enough speed to like get pretty decent position. So she'll be on the inside, and with Irad, I think we'll probably get a, a nice trip and should round out the triple, I think. I think it's those three. Jump in, Paul, if you have anything else you want to add. Well, one thing I, I, I find negative about Love Reigns is I don't like the, particularly the way she's training and the fact that she scratched out of the race that Private Creed won. So I... I don't. I'm not thrilled the way way she's coming in, but I do agree that she that uh, she could close, and um, you know other close are what you know why why is the the horse on the rail, Lady Hollywood, is a filly that hasn't really run against this this type of uh, quality, but I do think that it's possible. When I was watching her run, I thought sure she could uh, she could follow from the inside from post one. Uh, there's a chance that she could get a trip, um, and. I, I think Oxymore and the horse Persian force are probably both in the same boat. They're kind of more speed type horses in the, as they've run. But if they're going to, if they're going to do good in this race, it's going to be like you said, Chris, that they're going to close. And I'm not sure that's how the Tory's going to ride Persian force. So I'm, I'm a little skeptical on that. Uh, I, I agree with you that Oxymore is going to be ridden that way. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be effective or not. It, it's kind of like, um, Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. I, 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 I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I would use both. I would use those type of horses in the, in the gimmicks, you know, mischief magic is another horse that is definitely a closer from Europe. Uh, and, um, I think it's a, a good test to see if how Applebee's going to do on these, on these days. Cause you know, I don't, I don't find him as stacked this year as he, as he was last year. So, but he's had such a good success. It'll be maybe a tip off on us for maybe in the, in the, in the rest of the races. And Mr. Mag, I wasn't thrilled with his races over there, but again, he, he just might want to be that might benefit from the, from the setup. Yeah. With Mr. Mischief magic. Um, uh, it's not just Appleby, it's Appleby and Godolphin. I mean, Godolphin doesn't matter who trains their horses. They all run lights. True. Out. Um, Appleby yeah. is the king, but it's the Godolphin program that's winning as 
maybe as much or more than the trainer, although Apple would definitely you know, has figured out the whole ship to America thing and which horses run well and all that, which is important. But, you know, you can almost bet the Godolphin horses are going to run well at the Reader's Cup. I mean, like you said, it'll be a good test because this is the race where the Euros (laughs) never had much success. Although, you know, this is a closer. This horse does close and it has gone around a a turn on synth. So, you know, it's been around a bend. It's going to come from out of it. It's Charlie Appleby, William Buick, Godolphin. So to me, this is a horse you can't leave off, but I wouldn't, you know, lean on it heavily because Euros have never won this race. There's a lot of, it's a big ask, but if there were a Euro to do well, it would be an Appleby, Godolphin, Buick um, a closer in this race. So I'm with you on Magic Mischief. The other thing I would just mention is, um, even these races chock full of speed sometimes do go to the best of speed. And there are a couple wild cards in here that you might, you know, maybe consider if you're going to play a speed horse, you know, the two horses that have big dirt figures, Tyler's tribe and speed boat beach. Um, and they drew outside, um, you know, you don't know what to do with those horses, but if they were to run as well on turf as they've run in the, on the dirt, um, you know, they, they might just be too good for these horses. So, and they're neither one going to be a favorite and Baffert, you know, I'm going to be real interested to watch what happens with the Baffert horses this year, because, you know, he kind of took the summer off and all his horses are coming in fresh and loaded. I think, um, it'll be interesting. We'll get a good read on it this first day. This is probably his, his weakest entrant. I think the, this horse is just stuck in this race because there's really nowhere to put him. Um, and he wants to run him. Uh, but, you know, it did win on the turf. It's training well. It ran a huge number on debut. So, you know, Speedboat Beach wouldn't shock me. Um, and Tyler's tried. He just, you know, he's he's a runner. So if he can take to the turf and he's got a little bit of turf breeding, you know, either one of those two, if I was going to play a speed horse, it wouldn't be like the Platinum Queen, who's got a million reasons not to play her or, you know, sharp as attack, uh, or as attack or love reigns. I would go with those wild cards if I was going to play a speed horse. So I don't know how much utility there is in this, but there are, if I play pick ends and, and I, I probably won't play the pick five because there's too many uh, contenders in each race. But if I play pick ends, um, I would also use mischief magic, but I would also include just for the record, Persian Force, American Apple, and Sharp as Attack. Um, they they all have hor- races that are uh, about, you know, just about fast enough. And, they, you know, they, it, anything could happen in this race. So if I am going to use play pick ends, I'm going to go pretty deep in this one. We'll move to the seventh race. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvie Phillies, mile and 16th on dirt, purse of two million, two-year-old Phillies. Chris, why don't you get us started? Well, um, this race, uh, again, my opinion didn't change much from the preview show. Uh, I like your My Girl. I, I thought on her debut was really impressive. She looked like she could be any kind. Her second start was her, you know, first time routing right off of that maiden win. It was a sloppy track. They kind of were forced to send. They did. She ran a good race. She got run down late, but she kind of showed some grit and dug back in and came back at Chocolate Gelato, galloped out Pastor Chocolate Gelato's by Practical Joke who um, I pretty much toss all his progeny going two turns. So as a favorite, I'm really against that one. And I think you were my girl um, could turn the tables. Drawing that inside post, I think, is a good thing on this uh, Keeneland course because you can save ground early and you got that short run to the in the stretch. So a front runner inside, I think that's a great position for her. I don't think she has to have the lead. I think she'll probably get it. But if somebody is hell-bent for it, like, say, Grand Love, maybe, I think uh, they can get position without having to hustle too hard. And um, someone wants to roar past her, they can. But um, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see her, you know, win wire to wire or maybe win 
um, just off the, the pace. But um, to me, if you get 10 to one on that horse, that's that's a pretty good value. Okay, you're my girl. Uh, uh, some speed in a race that has a lot of speed. Paul, what are you thinking? I have two horses I'm interested in this race. One that's pretty standard and uh, pretty simple handicapping, and I just think is the best horse type of thing, and one that's kind of a a, a visual that's kind of off the the beaten trail. The, the, I think that Chop Chop is the most logical horse in the race. Um, I, I think he uh, or she was probably best in the race that she ran. It was an okay pace, but it wasn't a – I think it was less than what it was going. What she's going to get in this race, and uh, she's trained real well. She's out working, verifying, in her last two workouts, uh, a cult that's running in the juvenile, and I think she's going to move forward off that race, her first race on dirt. And I expect her to. She's she's the most logical horse to be in it. Um, and the, the other horse that I have is just the horse that visually I thought has got way more talent than she's been showing, and that's the eleven American Rockette. And I, I like the fact that Mott's even running in the race. He, he's a little bit more conservative than some of the other big barn trainers. And the fact that he, that she's run fourth in, in the two stake races in New York, and he's still coming here regardless, I, I think is a good sign. And uh, there's more in her than what she has shown. And I'm not sure that's the case with the other New York horses that have run. I think what you see is what you got with them. And I think that of all the New York courses, which I think they have to move up. I don't think that, that they have run fast enough to win yet. I think more likely that American Rockette might be the one that could, uh, could move forward than the other three. So I'm, uh, I'm mainly seven eleven. There's, uh, the wise guy horse is the eight atomically, the Pletcher private purchase. And I, I've, I've gone back and forth if I like her or not. She's got, she was bought off a, a big figure that was a weird day in Florida where the other route race was a, a pace meltdown. And the thing about her is she didn't get a great trip in that race, even though, um, so even if the figure wasn't as high as maybe some, some other people think, um, she did run pretty good, but I think it's a big step up from what, what she's been running against. And I don't, I, just my gut feeling tells me that that horse with Pletcher pr private purchase high figure on some, some going to size that horse is going to take more money than probably what you should. So I'm, I'm probably going to stick seven eleven maybe. Just a real quick note on atomically. I do remember Craig Milkowski saying there were some timing issues with the, that day. So that could have contributed be not just the pace meltdown with the awesome strong race, but, that there were some timing issues as well, and maybe some of the figure makers didn't didn't factor that into their figures. So, right, just a note. Right. Well, I, I have uh, I have your two picks as my two top picks. Uh, you're my girl. Was game in her last? Was coming out, galloped out best. Uh, was coming back and galloped out best. So, um, you know, I think that even if the there's. Uh, a, a speed brigade she might be able to sit and that inside trip will really help uh i also because there is so much speed i i did like the look of chop chop um so certainly has a tactical edge that race did come up as having a um closer bias according to racingflow.com but just because just because that happened once doesn't mean it doesn't really mean anything. She she might be downgraded um, on their sheet, but um, it's really it's really it's re really when that happens twice in a row that it's a serious factor. So so those would be my top two, and um, I am inclined. Uh, I I may not bet anything tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm inclined to uh, to use atomically and American Rocket as well. Yeah, American Rocket. Like uh, I kind of said the same thing again as Paul said in our preview. That horse really hasn't had the opportunity to run. If you look at all its races, it's been in on days where um, there's really bad kickback or it was against the flow, against the bias, um, trouble, 
Uh, I don't, it might be the kind of horse that just finds trouble in every race, but it really hasn't had an opportunity to run and win. And it should get a setup like it hasn't ever gotten before in here. So I'm kind of with Paul. That's the one I think could get completely overlooked that I, you know, to me, there's not a lot separating that one from chop chop, you know, chop chop will be three to one, four to one. And that horse could be 20 or 30 to one. So from a value perspective, I think American Rockette is the closer that you want. Could get another bad trip, but so could Chop Chop. And, um, you know, at, at the at the relative prices, American Rockette's kind of tempting. Next race is the eighth race. It's the Juvenile Phillies Turf, a mile on turf, purse of a million dollars for two-year-old Phillies. Chris, what are you thinking? I think Paul gets to lead this one off, right? Oh, yeah, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> we started with the sixth race. So I'm thinking it's an even race. It must be Chris. Okay. So, yeah, Paul, your turn to start us off. Well, th this race, I think I'm, I'm having a little problem on who to key. Just because I, I kind of know who the main contenders are. I I wish that the Ms. Grillo wasn't on a yielding turf. And I could, I could sink into which of those three horses I like better. I, I, cause I do think that, that, that the New York, uh, turf two-year-old Phillies are a pretty high quality. I think all the four five, six and 13 all have a good chance in the race. You know, I think, uh, all four of them are better than delight and delight went down and, and, and handled those other horses pretty good at Keeneland. So I think, uh, I think I think that it wouldn't be shocked if one of those four horses won. But the problem I'm having is I, I'm not sure which one's better, and I, I haven't come up with the right angle of why which one of those are better. So kind of when I left it last night, I was leaning on Key and Meditate because I just think that I know she's going to be in it. You know, I know that there's a question about the distance, but I don't. I, I don't think so after watching her run. Her breeding suggested that she might not be able to make it a mile, but the fact the way the way she ran and the and the way she carries herself, I don't think that's going to be a problem. But um, I don't like any of the uh, of the long shots or the flyers in any of these races. I think it's going to be one of the New York horses or meditate. Okay, one of the New Yorkers or a Euro. That's narrowing it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you make, if you made me pick, I'll take meditate for the for the for the pot, okay, just because yeah. I don't know which other one to pick on the other. Sure, sure, yeah. I mean, look, uh, I feel your pain. I that I have to pick a race, a horse in this race as well. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, I don't. I kind of. I think oh, this is one where maybe Paul and I have a little more difference of opinion. Uh, but I, I do like a New York horse, not out of the Miss Grillo, though the. Zagara is the one I like quite a bit in here. Uh, she did draw an outside post, but she's got the speed where that's probably irrelevant. In fact, I kind of like it when you get a speed horse drawn outside and these two turn route turf routes because, you know, they, they don't screw around. And Le Peru is the kind of jock that likes to screw around sometimes. Um, I think this forces his hand a bit, so he won't do anything stupid. And he'll, He'll, you know, go for some position early. And I think horse has plenty of speed to get a good spot. Doesn't have to be on the lead. It showed that in its maiden win. There was there was kind of a runoff horse in front of it, and it just settled in behind that and you know moved when asked and then just drew off. So to me, that was the most impressive turf performance I saw was that may it was a maiden win, but it was really impressive. And I thought her dirt race was fine. Um, and I think she's back on the turf where she belongs and, and she could boss this field possibly. Um, so I like her quite a bit. Um, I, I'm hoping you get the eight to one. Um, it's a lot of horses that, that they could play in here. So there's another one I like quite a bit in here, but, um, I'll hold off on that one and let, uh, Scott weigh in, but I like Zagara quite a bit. Um, and I think maybe the post might um, help her price a bit. I don't think it really is a factor for this horse. Um, I I <clears throat> I don't remember for sure, um, but I seem to remember there being a lot of speed in this race. Are you concerned about that at all for Zagara? 
I don't think there's a lot of speed in this race, but I don't think it really matters. Like I said, she was in a race where there was a runoff leader and she let that horse go ahead of her by two or three lengths and reeled her in without any difficulty. So if there's a bunch of horses that are hell bent for the lead, he'll just tuck in behind him or sit off uh, the horse that wants to lead. It, the one thing nice about that outside post is that the jockey can see the whole race in front of him and see it unfold. And he's got the speed to get any, any position he wants. So, uh, I don't think it's a, a big deal, but I don't see a lot of speed in here. Where do you think the speed's coming from in here? Well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm seeing a lot of uh, the Euros. They say they're prominent. So like Meditate is prominent. Delight was on the lead in her last um, Manhattan Jungle tracked, disputed outside, prominent. Um, Spirit Gal made all, made all, um, led, prominent. So all the Euros like to run, the, the Euros in this race like uh, run, uh, near the lead. Yeah, I'm not too worried about Euro speed. Um, okay, and, Pleasant and Passage light, also ran on the, the light, lead. The light set really slow fractions. But even like I said, even if one of them wants to go for the lead, that doesn't bother me at all. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a super fast pace. And none of those Euros are going to set a super fast pace unless they're just in as a rabbit. And I don't see any any barns with more than one horse in here. So. Yeah, they might try for the lead, but those Euros typically um, aren't going to get the lead in if, you know, they're not they're not going to set crazy paces unless they're just in there to set the pace. Okay. Well, um, I'm 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 counting on there to be a little bit of pace and uh, whether there is or not, I still like my pick. Uh, My pick is last call who. Ran a solid race in the last, had to be restrained early, uh, you know, was, was a little overeager and, and, and its previous race had been really, you know, called headstrong in the comments. Um, but she, she, she got it together without blinkers in her last race. And, uh, despite the, uh, the, the restraint that when she was asked, she really accelerated and won the race. Well, did not get a huge speed figure but got one that was similar to most of these horses and it's looking at like 20 to one and I'm not seeing anybody talk about this horse. So I like it. Um, I think this is, this is a horse that I'm probably going to have some win money on. Paul, jump in. You know, the New York race I was talking about before, just to go back to that. You know, the, the, the problem I have is the site from between the three is that pleasant passage went to the lead and one wire to wire in her last race. And I don't, she obviously doesn't need the lead, but it's just over a yielding course. I actually think she is the best of the three. And I love the way that she's worked for Shug since that race. But, you know, like your handicap and instincts go against you, you know, like free look and be, be your best kind of had the worst, especially be your best had had the worst of it last time. And yet you're going to take the horse that was on the lead. Who's probably not going to get the lead here it kind of goes against your, the good thing about Pleasant Passage, I, I just noticed she's, she's a 12 to one morning line. And if, if she's going to be ignored, I, I guess I would, I'd go back to her of the three from what we were talking about before. The only other horse that I will mention, and it's not really because of me, I did watch her and I, I think she could improve, but I know my brother Duke likes midnight mile a little bit uh, from the foreign horses. And that's the, maybe the only other horse I would throw in just because uh because he likes her, but I, I really think the race is going to fall between the New York horses and meditate. And you know, pace wise, I just know how Ryan Moore rides, especially in New York. He's going to, he's going to go forward and look for a hole and try to, and try to clear. It won't, he was not going to go back to get a, uh, and save ground. Uh, he, he's a, he's aggressive, uh, going forward. So, um, if you think it's a fast pace, he, Meditate could be in trouble, but I think if it, if it isn't a fast pace, she's going to land. She's going to land good, even from post ten. Yeah, I um, the other horse I like besides Zagara is Midnight Mile. I like the horse quite a bit. Um, it's the closer I want in here. It's lightly raced. Its last race was, it won on debut. Its last race was really impressive. I mean, it had all kinds of traffic and trouble, and it really showed 
um, the ability to, to slice through horses, bull its way to the front, grit out a win. Um, and, you know, to me, it's got a lot of um, upside being lightly raced. It's really bred to like longer distances. And um, the trainers actually had a horse in this race run third at 18 to one um, in the Breeders' Cup. So he's had horses run well. Um, so I like Midnight Mile quite a bit. I do wish it had drawn a little better. That chills me a bit on that one. But the way it's going to win is from out of it. So um, hopefully it can drop back and not not go too. You know, they won't be trying to get forward and unable to do it. I'm thinking they'll just kind of settle back and find a spot, hopefully, in the she might know, be back last, half. With, yeah, without going wide. And, and, if, and if it can save ground, this horse has shown that it can handle a big field. It can fight its way through traffic. I think it was you, Paul, who gave me the, um, what was, it's a scramble. This horse can scramble, if I remember that. Without a doubt, she definitely can scramble. And this could be a race where you want a scrambler, right? Two-year-old, two-turn, 14-horse field. So, uh, to me, the midnight mile is the scrambler, the, the cover behind her. Zagara is the one who will be out forwardly placed. And um, those are the two that I both think will be good prices and, and have a good shot. Paul, um, since you have your own figures, did you have – what? how's your call how, – how's your fig um, match up with last call? I, I don't have it fast, but I do have it a, a really slow pace, which which almost made me go to her a little bit, use her, but um, because I, I think she she overcame the, the pace in that race. But I the, the, just watching the quality of the of the, the New York horses, I just think they're this is a pretty good group. So ultimately I, I, I came to the conclusion she's not she's not good enough. But um, it, it, I, w- I would say I, I'm figure wise I'm lower than, but the the figure that on that race was not easy to do on the on the Miss Grillo. However, the two year old Philly turf horses in New York had been running pretty fast all all Saratoga. So that's kind of okay. I, I I she she knew, she would need to improve on my on the short answer. She would need to improve on my on my stuff. Okay. We'll move to the ninth race. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, a mile and sixteenth on dirt, purse of two million for two-year-old Colts and Geldings. And Chris, your turn to get us started. Well, you know this is uh, this is Baffert's race to win. Probably Cave Rock hasn't done anything wrong. He looks pretty good, uh, but he has kind of had, you know, these perfectly orchestrated races without any kind of pressure from anybody, especially in his last race where it was kind of scripted from the start with all four Baffert horses kind of playing a role. So, you know, I I really like the other Baffert National Treasure. I, I thought he has more, he still has upside. That was only his second start. Um, when he lost to Cave Rock, but he wasn't supposed to win that race anyway. They weren't trying to win that race, I don't think. Um, they just couldn't run him anywhere else because all he had was a maiden win. So now he's got that race under his belt, and um, maybe Cave Rock will have to fight off somebody other than National Treasure. Maybe that horse on the rail will push him a little bit for a while. And maybe this time they'll try to win with National Treasure, and maybe he's a he's good enough to do it. Um, they're both training really well, both cave rock and national treasure. To me, they're, um, they're a cut above these others, but, um, you know, maybe you guys will have a different opinion, but I, I think, you know, it's Baffert and I'm going to try to beat cave rock with national treasure. That's the way I see this one. Okay. National treasure, the other Baffert, what does our other handicapper Paul think? Well, I think the the race is strictly Baffert versus Pletcher. I think that they're the only four horses that really have a chance to win. Probably they're the only four horses really to be in it. Uh, I think the other ones are all cut below. You know, the thing I'm I I would go with National Treasure uh, with 
Chris as well, but I'm having a problem. And I hope Chris can answer this for me because how he thinks they're going to ride him because now he's putting blinkers on him, which I think is a, a really strange move for, it wasn't because national treasure didn't have enough speed last time. It's exactly what you said. It's because they didn't want to, they didn't want to press the, the other horse, but I'm just having a hard time figuring out how this race is going to go between the two horses because, you know, it's the uncoupled entry thing. Are they, are like, even like you said, are they going to try to win? You know, it seems like they're putting blinkers on. You know, if it was, if somebody else trained the horse, I would say that means they're going to, they're going to take on cave rock from the get go. And if he did, I, I, I'd be, I think that would be aggressive. And I, I would like that. I would like natural treasure, but I, I, I'm not going to like him if they, if they take him back, you know? So that's kind of why I have, I have a, I have a problem deciding which, uh, which way to go. I, you know, I mean, cave rock is going to be such a favorite for betting wise. It, it, uh, it probably doesn't matter, you know, but, uh, if they did hook up, then I thought, think Forte's would have more of a chance, you know? And like I said, the other Pletcher, I think the the only wild card is the, is the other Pletcher horse. And, it, and I, you know, for the pot, I'm going to pick Lost Ark because I just, I don't like doing this, but the more I thought about the races, the more I thought the, the best way to play it if you're playing from race to race is to, is to key Lost Ark in with the 3-4-10 because that's the only value. And, you know, he's he's the one that wild card that if if he can stay closer than he did in last race and i think he will um he could get the setup especially if national treasure had it had the uh you know tries to win <laughs> like chris says um i know it's a, it sounds like a crazy thing to talk about in the breeders cup but, but um even so i think that maybe national treasure or the other horse would win and and lost ark might run second you know, that's kind of the thing, but, uh, I, I just don't see any other value into the race. So I'll, I'll pick lost arc, but I'm, I'm, that's how I'm going to play it. Eight with three, four, 10, somehow eight extras with the three and 10, four would probably just be more of a, a filler in the, in the for third, but that's, uh, I, I can't see anybody else. Right. Well, uh, I, I did watch, Lost Ark's trip in that last race, what what a nightmare! So so I absolutely think he can be a factor, <clears throat> um, but I, I'm really pretty keen on Forte. You know, he's uh, at least on the figures I'm looking at, he's as fast as Cave Rock, um, and I he, basically he's done two things that I like. the The first thing is he got pinballed two races ago after the start, and he still won. And to me, that that stamps a horse as good that can overcome that kind of trouble and still win. So that's the first thing. Then in his, his next race, you know, I just, I like that he was on the inside and, you know, taking some dirt and, um, then just, you know, launched a move that was pretty, pretty exciting. I mean, it was a pretty cool four wide move, um, after a rail trip. And, um, you know, he, 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 he dug in, he, it was a good stretch run with logins. I just, I was impressed with it. And, uh, I think he's a viable alternative to cave rock. And I think with national treasure in there, I think they are going to kind of lay it down. You know, they're, they're, they're both going to be in it to win. I, I meant to look up the, um, the ownerships, Pegram, so it is completely different ownership. So they're they're probably going to be one two, and they're going to be battling. And I think four take instead of trip, and uh, take them both. And if I get four to one, I'll be thrilled. Well, you know, Paul, you said well, you're trying to figure out how they're going to run. Well, I can tell you, they're not going to hook up in a speed duel. <laughs> That's not going right. to happen with two baffers. That's not going to happen. That's you're you're just crazy talk if you're saying that. Now, I guess it could happen, but it won't be by intent you know maybe a horse just refuses to raid or something but well i, I, I don't know if it'll be know, a speed duel i just think that you know that they will be one too but i don't think they're going to be walking the dog out there yeah i think they, if they're one too they'll be walking the dog out there <laughs> exactly just like they did last time i think 
Um, uh, you know, Velasquez, they'd want him to break sharp from the 10 post, right? You don't want him getting shuffled back or anything, but th they want him right behind Cave Rock on the outside. He can be a wingman in some ways. You know, he can pin somebody in if they want to or carry somebody wide who's trying to go past. But he's not going to be putting pressure on Cave Rock unless somebody can put pressure on him. So, you know, if you think, you know, the, the horse on the rail, I'm assuming, is going to be maybe on the lead for a while. But, you know, he's not going to be in the race for long. But do you think there's somebody else out there that could come up outside of National Treasure and put pressure on him early on in the race and kind of force his hand? Then you might see the pace cook up. I don't see any horse in here that's got that kind of speed. You know, that's going to come up on National Treasure and goose him into, you know, going faster. I see it as Cave Rock, you know, if that one horse breaks alertly, maybe he's on the lead with Cave Rock, you know, out just outside him and National Treasure behind those two. Um, and the backside is probably Cave Rock and National Treasure without them trying to, to push it hard. I do think where they they are in it to win it, I think, is that when they turn for home, they're going to let National Treasure go and see who's best. But they're not going to compromise each other's chances um, by going, you know, fast early. That's the way I think it'll happen. And but you know, with that kind of trip, it's advantage Cave Rock, um, probably. But um, you know, National Treasure, I don't think was really in it to win it last time. Well, that's why I don't like uncoupled entries, you know, I, I, I just, I just don't like, I don't like the fact that, uh, you know, certainly for like, we're doing pick fives, you know, I mean, th this becomes now an, a nightmare of a race because just the 10 is going to be ridden in a way that's, that's not as advantageous to win, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, but you know they are different ownership, so you know you, you yeah, got to give that I, horse a, 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 a did good you watch chance the to win this race. Yeah, but they were yeah. in the last race as different ownership, and that was they made no effort at all to go after K. Brock. Well, I no, in fact, on my pace off. figures, yeah. my pace figures is, is unbelievable how how slow through the middle that race was. I mean, it's just right. You know, but, it's very you know, indicative. Baffert took blinkers off in that race. <clears throat> you know, I mean, you even mentioned yourself, Chris, in the last pod that um, they weren't trying to win that race. And this time they're going to try. And I think the, the way they're going to try is they're going to apply more pressure. That doesn't mean it's going to be like some insane speed duel, but it, it, it's good. There's going to be some pace. And, 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 and look, I like Forte, even if there isn't a speed duel, I, he's a fast horse. I mean, that's, that's, that's who I'm betting the, the horse. Who's the better value. Who's the faster horse. Well, I, I, I do echo a, your a dream setup. I echo your, your sentiment about Forte that he's a very good horse. And I don't think he has the same figure as Katie Brock, but he has the same figures as, uh, he might, he, you know, just below it, maybe national treasure. You know, I do have it a little bit higher than maybe what some other people have it as, but, uh, but it, it was a very professional win, but like Chris said, it was a, it was kind of a good setup too, you know, but I, I was impressed with his professionalism and it wouldn't be shocking if, uh, I think he's going to run good in the race. That's why I said, I, th I think he'll be a factor in the race. I just, it, it's a hard sell that he's going to beat those other two horses. Well, if if he does, I will be rewarded. Yeah, yep, and I I don't blame you if that's uh, that's your. What opinion. price do you think he'll be for? Is it going to be seven to two? Seven to two at the lowest, because I think they're really going to hammer Cave Rock. Because people like Marcus, you know, are like Cave Rock. He's 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 they think he's unbeatable. Okay, so we'll move then to the last race of the sequence. It's the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, a mile on turf, purse of a million dollars, two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Paul, what are you thinking? Well, you know, I uh, everybody says not to bet Aiden O'Brien. I'm going to pick him twice in the to win these races, but I actually think this is his bread and butter. Of uh, I think he gets goofier, when, goofier about bringing the horses over here when they get older, but I kind of like when he brings two-year-olds and. Uh, Victoria Road, I just think it's starting to put it together. And uh, 
I, I think he runs like a horse who's going to to like the American racing. He's going to like the left hand turns, and despite that, he's uh, he's just gotten better and better as he's gone. And uh, I think last time he he won without the trip, and I think in this in this scenario right here, drawing post one, I think he can get the trip. So uh, I I really like him, and I don't have anything against. Well, I, you know what, Silver Knot, I'm. Everybody's given him a pass for when he, his the, the race in the soft turf, but that was the the biggest race he ran in, and he flopped. And I can't get past that completely, um, as far as the European horses. So I, I'd much rather have Victoria Road. I think he's he, he's arguably better, and he's going to be a better price, and he's going to get a better trip. And uh, I'm not I'm not in love with the American uh, turf horses, even though. I don't think they're terrible. I would definitely use Paxawallop, the horse from California. Everybody says the California turf horses can't do good, but he, he he's run pretty well and he's and he's looked he's looked apart and I think he'll make a good account of himself in the in the race tomorrow. But um my main pick is gonna be Victoria Road. Okay, Victoria Road, eight to one on the morning line. We'll see if he gets that high. Chris, what are you thinking? Well, uh, again, I think Paul's lying. He did listen to our preview pod because <laughs> I said pretty much exactly the same things about Victoria Road. The two things I will mention that you didn't say are, one, Victoria Road beat a horse named Blue Rose Sin, who was going to be the favorite in the Phillies version of this race until she got injured and didn't make the trip. So, you know, the horse has beaten a grade one caliber uh, type. And if you watch the replays of this horse, this horse is really good out of the gate. Horse pops the gate every time. And so you get, and it drew a great post. You know, before, I didn't know what the post was when we talked the first time. You know, getting the rail, the way this horse breaks with more, it's almost guaranteed to get, you know, a, a rail trip. Um, and so I, I love this horse and I agree. I think the U S horses are kind of a notch below. I'm a little higher on silver, knot in that again, it's Appleby, Godolphin and Buick on a, a good horse. This horse looks, doesn't, it looks as good as modern games did going into the race last year. I think, um, did have that one bad race, but it was on soft going and the last two on firmer been really his last one was good. So. You know, to me, the Euros kind of have them over the barrel. It drew a good post, too. So, you know, I'm kind of probably just going to play the Euros. I'm going to key Victoria Road. That's who I'd bet to win. And the picks, I'll just probably use the two Euros. I'm, I'm going to let the Americans beat me in here. This is a race where the Euros traditionally have done really well. You know, their two-year-olds are just better than ours because they target two-year-old racing on the turf in a way that we just don't fathom here, you know, here, you know, the two-year-olds, most of them are coming off, you know, a maiden win uh, or one or two starts. And, you know, they're, they're starting them off in June and July, and they're just so much more ready for a race like this. And the Americans have to, but just have to really be talented to beat them. And when they drew well, you know, from the top barns with top riders, I just don't see how the Americans beat those two. I think that they kind of lay over. Uh, now, if there's a race where I'm pretty confident, I've got the win. I can give you two horses, and one of them's going to win. Other than the on the turf in this sequence, it's this race with the Victoria Road and Silver Knot. Okay, I like your. Uh, I like Victoria Road. I that was sort of my initial pick. Um, I decided to go with a different horse uh, in my handicapping since then, and that is Major Dude. He has been working with Annapolis. He's uh, I liked his last race a lot. He he had speed, so he broke out and he was he was in on the lead uh, so that uh, Irad could get position and he got exactly the the location that he wanted to be, which was about too wide. Um, showed grit in his last showed grit in that race when uh, he took the lead and then a horse came up to him. He dug in, he pulled away, and he galloped out best. So, I, you know, I, I just think, you know, this horse could be really on, and that was his fourth race. It wasn't a huge number, so I think he's got upside. 
And uh, I, I just, I, you know, I like him starting from the outside and I think Irad's just going to be able to place him so that he's like two, maybe three wide. Uh, if he's three wide, that, that could be a concern with Victoria road, you know, saving all the ground, but the value should be there at least 10 to one. So that's my pick major dude. Going for the dude. Yeah, that post. I've got that steely Dan song in my head now. <laughs> Irad will have to earn his money there. Yeah, I think they do. Like that, a... That's the big problem here is, is, is his draw. I, 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 I kind of agree with your sentiment on him that these Todd Todd horses, the second time they run the turf, they they seem to run better when when if they if they perform well the first time. But well, he he looks like he's he's destined. I know it's Irad, and maybe he'll try to. They try to work something out, but he, the draw is going to be trouble for him in the, the way the race is going to develop. Yeah, just um, uh, one of the things I did a long time ago when I was younger and more ambitious is I I, I, w- I looked at post positions and pace and how things unfold and what kind of how it affects ground loss. And the worst post you can have is a two-turn uh, turf race, especially one like this with a short run in the first turn where you draw an extreme outside post and you have tactical speed, but not like can clear speed. You almost always get hung three or four wide. It's just so hard unless they just really quarter horse out of the gate, which usually has, you know, repercussions later on in the race. It's just a really, really tough draw. And so a horse like major dude, I usually just toss because, you know, it's unless you just get a somehow luck out, you're going to get hung wide. And then, you know, in a turf race being, you know, hung three or four wide near the front is not a good place to be. Yeah. There's, I mean, a, the there's key, another horse yeah. I wanted to mention, Scott. The, sure. Um, the, there's a horse named Mo Stash that I, that I just, I need to mention just because he's out of the private creed race that we talked about earlier. And uh, they decided to to ride him cold and he responded I, he broke a little bad too, and, and but he came running. I, I'm I'm shocked they ran him in this race instead of the sprint. I mean, you, you can make a case for him in the sprint, uh, um, and and they ran him long. But he he does have some breeding that he could run longer. But I, I'm, you know, it's with that a horse that closes sprint and then all of a sudden now you think he's going to close going long. It happens a little bit more in the turf. And they'll probably take him back to last, but I, I just wanted to mention that if Private Creed runs good, like the three of us think so earlier, and uh, you might want to throw this horse in, um, especially in the behind spots, because he, he could be one of those horses that just go way back. And the run that he put in last time, if you haven't seen it, is, was pretty impressive for a horse that had showed speed in his first two races. I just don't. I like the horse. I like the way he ran last time. I just don't like the spot that he's in, but I, I, I just needed to mention him. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I mentioned him in our preview pod. I would have loved him in that sprint because I think it sets up for a closer. And like you said, he was closing big time, yeah. you know, an outside post with Rafael Bejarano riding. He has no chance in here. I don't think Um, he's not going to get it. He's got a, I don't know. I mean, he'll have to, get lucky or be really really good but this is a horse i definitely will want to play going forward at some point hopefully you know so but it, it, you know maybe you throw him in here like you said underneath um i wish if you had drawn an inside post i might be a little more um inclined but i have a feeling he's going to be wide on the first turn wide on the second turn or get caught up in traffic or both so i just don't see a trip that can win it for him, but I do like the horse. And I, like you said, in the sprint, I think he would have had a much better chance because he's going to get a much better setup. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with all that. But I just, I, I just needed to mention him in case. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, when, when horses are going to be bombed, you know, and it's also one of those things where, you know, we talk about, you do all this handicapping ahead of time, but, you know, you should be on the fly of what's going on, you know, like, if private creed wins that race by, you know, like a big margin, it, you know, it might move him up a little bit, you know, same thing for a horse like web slinger, you know, he, he ran in that, that mammoth race where, um, 
if the if the Chad horse wins the the sprint Oxymore. and uh, yeah yeah more and runs real good, you know he might be one that you might consider more when it gets to the you know gets to this race. So it's just a lesson in you know it's good to be prepared, but you you also handicapping and betting you also have to be uh, sometimes light on your feet, you know. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, but I will say, you know, an out outside post at a mile going two turns on the turf with two-year-olds is not very good. It's yeah, really and when the best good. horses are drawn perfectly. <laughs> right. I mean, I just say in this race, I think the Americans took it on the chin from a draw perspective. The only one, you know, to me, the only Americans I think have any chance at all are the two packs of walls. The one you mentioned drew really well, although Mike Smith's not my favorite turf route rider. And and the winner is with Rosario, the um, Catalano horse. You know, those two got a decent draw, and they're probably as best two of the Americans, probably. Um, so not those are the only ones I think have a chance to against the Americans against the Euros in this race. All right. Well, uh, I know that we have another pod that we have to record soon, so so we'll we'll end it there. We won't talk about uh, vulnerable favorites because there's really only one super favorite in the five horse five race sequence. Cave Rock, who uh, you guys both respect. Um, so I'd like to thank our guest, Paul Matisse. Paul, thanks for taking the time to share with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, we'll have some uh, the same luck we had last year. Because it'd be a good luck charm for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so absolutely. It was a, a stellar effort last year. All right. Well, good luck, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. Thanks. That will conclude show number 198 of the Sport of Kings pod. Good luck in the Breeders' Cup. And please enjoy the Brooklyn Boogaloo blowout. I'll see you on Sport of Kings. Cheers. Giddy up.